Jesus is Lord. Amen? Jesus is Lord. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. These are Jesus' words. Um, Jesus knows what he's talking about. He knew what he was talking about. He knows what he's talking about. And uh, he knew when he spoke these words, Jesus was not yet exalted to what he was uh, exalted to before even. He said these words on earth. But Jesus knew he was Lord. And uh, this is what he, he spoke clearly. Um, so you see my train of thought, Jesus is Lord, but it's not just saying Jesus is Lord. Um, this morning, uh, the emphasis of my message is surrendering my will to God. So in this verse, Matthew 7, 21, it says that uh, being a part of the kingdom of heaven isn't just about what we say, but it's about what we do. And that four-letter word, W-I-L-L, in this verse, talks about the will of God. And the, the bottom line is to come to the place where we are doing the will of God. There's a hundred wrong ways to move towards that goal, but there are right ways to move towards that goal. Doing the will of God. The one aspect or the one thing that's very necessary in order for us to get there is to surrender our will. And that's the, the one point I, wanna, I want us to for sure get this morning. We cannot end up being people who do the will of God if we don't first surrender our will. Surrendering our will to the will of God. Please turn your Bibles to Philippians 2. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Philippians 2. We will read verse 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name that which is above every name, 
that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Is Jesus Lord? Is Jesus Lord of all? I want to hear a response from you. It's simple. Yes or no. Is Jesus Lord of all? Yes. Yes. Did Jesus humble himself and come to earth as a man? Yes. Yes. Did he humble himself and was he obedient to the Father, even to death, the death of the cross? Yes. Yes. Did God the Father exalt Jesus? After Jesus humbled himself, did his father exalt him and give him a name that is above every name? Yes. Yes. Will every knee bow before the name of Jesus? Yes. Yes. Saints and sinners alike, every knee will bow. The scripture tells us. Is Jesus Lord of your all? Is Jesus Lord of your all? Jesus is Lord of all. But the question I'm asking this morning, is Jesus Lord of your all? Is Jesus your Lord? Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. But this question needs to burn in our hearts today. Is Jesus Lord of my life? Am I bowing my knees to him as a sign of my will being bowed to his will. Have you surrendered to the Lordship of Christ? I have a definition here of freedom. Freedom is being able to name my will and to surrender it to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And then, of course, where we're going with this is doing the Father's will. That's freedom. There's not a question in any of our minds that we were created by God for Him. For Him. We were created for God. And He created us specifically to worship Him as Lord. And you know that when something is created for one thing and it's doing something else, that's not freedom. There is no 
fish that is free on land. There are no birds that are free underwater. They weren't made for it. A fish in the air is not free. He'll come to a hard landing. A bird underwater is not free. They were made to fly in the air. You and I are not free anywhere until we have surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You're like a bird trying to survive underwater or like a fish flying through the air. It's not freedom. Until we find ourselves in the place that we were created to be, we will never be free. Freedom comes by surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what we create, what were created for. Now I say being able to name my will. I think this is important. Lots of times we're not free to name our wills. Let me give you an example. Years ago, there was a lady that came, a young lady that came and sat in my office. And she was upset. Because a fine young Christian man had asked her for a relationship. And she was not happy about it. Why not? He was a fine man. She admired him. But she wasn't happy about it. And the reason was because she had not been able to name her, she wasn't free to name her will. For some reason, she had developed the idea that no fine young Christian man would ever ask her for a relationship. Or she was afraid it wouldn't happen. And so she decided, I don't know how consciously, but this came to the surface through this process, she decided she doesn't want it. Or was not okay with admitting to herself that she wants it. She thought that was more freeing because then she didn't have to worry about it and then she didn't have to have disappointment or when, you know, to self-protection, but she wasn't free. She just decided, I'm going to be single. She didn't have the freedom to name her will, her desire for marriage. That's what I'm talking about. Being able, freedom is being able to name our will. Yes, I'd like to get married sometime. Or yes, I'd like to buy that house sometime. Or yes, I would like to win so many people for the Lord. Or yes, I'd like to have a, an influence and encouragement, to be an encouragement. All these desires that are our wills. Freedom is being able to name it. Now there's another, we have other desires too. We have desires to sin. 
and freedom to name our desire to sin is called confession. God, I confess, I want to take my own way. That's freedom, to be able to confess and name our wrong desires, our wrong wills, our sinful wills. Being able to confess our sinful desires. That's naming our will. But then freedom also is to the ability to surrender, to repent, to return from those sinful desires. So whether the, the, the will that we're naming is, is sinful or sanctified or just a human desire, freedom is be, being able to name it. Saying, you know, this is the way I am. This is what I like. This is what I want. But then doing the right thing with it, whether it's sinful or sanctified or just human, being able to give it to God and choosing his will over ours. Being able to surrender it to the lordship of Jesus Christ because he is Lord. He is Lord. And that's what we were created for. That will bring us to the freedom of doing the Father's will. There's a verse that says that Jesus did this. Jesus in Gethsemane prayed this, Abba, Father. See that dear Father, that relationship with his Father. And Jesus said, all things are possible for you. And, and in this phrase, Jesus is naming his will. Jesus says, I want you to take this cup of suffering from me. Jesus named his will. He knew God was able to do anything and everything. And he had the freedom to say what he wants. Because this didn't happen just in the garden, but long before that, Jesus had clearly chosen clearly chosen to give up his will for God's. And so when he came to the greatest test of his life on earth, he was prepared. He was practiced up. But he still named his will. He still had a will. He still had a will that was different from his father's. Never, never allow yourself to feel condemned because your will is different than God's. Jesus after living his, his whole life, still came to a place in the biggest test of his life where his will was different than the Father's. That's not wrong. That's human. And it's okay. You don't have to feel sinful when you discover your will is different than God's. That's just being human. Look at Jesus, the perfect human. He was the same way. But he had the freedom to say, this is what I want. Nevertheless, and this is how Jesus lived his whole life, not what I will, but what you will. That's freedom. Being able to name our will and being able to surrender it to the lordship of God.
Surrendering, I want to talk about surrendering my sinful will, surrendering my sanctified will, surrendering my human will, and then praying for and doing God's will. That's where it's at. So, surrendering my sinful will. The thing that is so wonderful about surrendering our sinful will is that we never again have to come into bondage to our sinful will again. We're told in Scripture clearly that whoever whoever sins is in bondage to that sin, is in bondage. But when we surrender that, we never, we never want to go to it again. We never have to live in bondage again. And it's a burden of my heart that, that you and the generations to come have a little more clarity on what it means to become a Christian. What it means to become a Christian. Giving up our will. Dying to self. This verse, I don't know how it could be clearer. Jesus says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. What's that other than surrendering our will? It's, it's obvious. We have to name it that we have selfish ways in order to turn from it. There's, there is something there. There's our selfish will. And we cannot be a Christian. We cannot become a Christian unless we are turning from that. Thus, we are leaving that, turn away from our selfish ways, and take up our cross daily. The instrument of, that kills our cross, dying to self, and follow Jesus. It's a one, it's a, you, we have to start, but then it's an every day. When Jesus comes and lives in our hearts, uh, I don't think we have to be afraid that we'll wake up one morning and we're not a Christian. But maybe we're, it's not too far off, too out on a limb to ask ourselves, am I a Christian today? If I have not, and if I am not living in that mode today, of turning from my selfish ways, of taking up my self-denial and following Jesus, then am I a Christian today? Jesus comes and he abides and he keeps us, and we don't have to worry about that. But it's still a, a good question to ask, am I living like it today? turning from our selfish ways, taking up our cross daily, and following Jesus. Verse 24, if you try to hang on to your life, or in this, this morning we're talking about our wills, surrendering our wills. If we try to hang on to what, I, what we want, 
what I want. If I try to hang on what I want, I'm going to lose it. If I'm going to try to hang on to my life, I will lose it. But if I, and here is these, these two words, give up. That's where it's at. Give up. Give up. Uh, the, these words, give up, I always have to go back to um, a friend of ours. He's passed on now. Uh, he had Down syndrome, and uh, my wife and I were taking care of this dear soul one day. Um, he was at our house while his caregivers were gone, and uh, well, he was there for a number of days, overnight and a number of days, um, and uh, he was missing them. He was feeling lonely for them. Uh, in his childlike ways, he was feeling lonely for him, and and little things were just big. And uh, one morning he woke up and his elbow hurt. Oh, his elbow hurt so much. And he just didn't want to cooperate with anything that uh, we had for him. And his elbow just hurt so much. And so I went and sat down with him and we prayed and we asked God to heal his elbow. And, and uh and then we tried this, and we tried that, and, and it just he just kept being grouchy and uncooperative. And, and uh, finally, I just sat down with him again, and I said, you know, you, you, need, to, you need to just you know, stop, worry about, stop worrying about it and, and not think about it. And his elbow might have hurt a little bit. I don't know. But, but we prayed again, and, and he prayed, and then... All of a sudden, he said, Ikebuv, I give up. It was that simple. And he was the happiest 50-year-old child around. It took two seconds. I give up. This is what I'm talking about. But if you give up your life for the sake of Jesus, you will save it. Surrendering my sinful will, it's called repentance. Jesus came and said, well, John the Baptist came, and uh, Isaac read the scripture. He came to prepare the way for Jesus. John the Baptist's message was repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus came and he started preaching. He said, repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. We know what it takes to become a Christian. We need to repent and believe in Jesus. And Jesus said that. He said, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he said, believe in me. Believe in me. We don't like to repent. We don't like to say, I'm wrong, God, you're right. We don't like to believe in Jesus. We like to believe in ourselves. I can do this myself, thank you. That's what our will is. We like to be self-sufficient. We don't like to be dependent. 
completely dependent on someone else for our righteousness. Completely dependent on someone else for our everything we need. We like to be self-sufficient. We like to feel like we've got it together. No. We need to let go. We need to repent. We need to believe in Jesus. Let go of our will to be sufficient and let our sufficiency be in Jesus. Surrendering my will. Confessing sin. We talked about it. This is how we become a Christian. This is how we follow Jesus. This is the only way to be a Christian. This is the only way to follow Jesus. We confess our sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And we read the scripture in Philippians 2, every knee will bow. Let's not wait to bow the knee till it's too late. And we suffer the consequences of it. Let's bow the knee now, every day. Bow our will. I'd like to read Romans 14. Uh, has, if you want to turn to that as well. Romans 14, we'll break in in the middle of verse 10. Romans 14, 10. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. It's in the context of not judging one another. But the point is that I want to make this morning is that we will all give account to God. We will all bow the knee before God and say, Jesus is Lord. He is the one. He is right. I am wrong. <clears throat> I give my will to, for God's will and surrender it to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Surrendering my sinful will Never to be in bondage to get to it again. Never to be in bondage to my sinful will and sin and Satan and all his hosts again. When Jesus is Lord in my life, the demons need to flee. All right, surrendering my sanctified will. Let's go on to the next one. As we come to Jesus and as we confess our sins and we forsake and we repent and we believe in Jesus, and we uh, bow our knees and give up our will, let go of our life for his. He comes and replaces that stony heart with a soft heart. We call it being born again, reborn of the Spirit, reborn of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We now have a new heart. We now have new desires. We now have a new power to live out those new desires. 
Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. He's going to give you new desires as you delight yourself in Him instead of yourself. Christ comes to dwell in us. God Himself lives in us. If that shouldn't give us new desires, I don't think what I don't know what will. And we've talked already this morning, we sang about it. We sang about being children of God. When, when we believe in Jesus, He gives us the ability and the right to become the children of God. We are now His sons and daughters. And so we are like our Father. Sons and daughters resemble their parents. Sons and daughters think in many ways like their father. They enjoy many things that their parents enjoy. <clears throat> children of God. And so we have that. As his children, we will have sanctified desires. We will have good desires. We want to be a blessing to the whole world. We want to love everybody. And we have the Holy Spirit in us. And it says the Holy Spirit in us is like rivers of life-giving waters. And it's the spirit of truth. We know what's truth. We, our eyes are open. We were once blind, but now we see. And we can see clearly. We know right and wrong. We know the truth. And we want it. And we are now right. Guess what? Our sanctified will needs to be surrendered to the Lordship of Christ too. Jesus was, when he came, he said, I can do nothing of myself. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Even our sanctified will needs to be surrendered to the Lordship of Christ. You've been there. God puts it on your heart to do something or to be something. He gives you a vision of what you are to do for him. And you set out to do it. Well, guess what? Your dad or your preacher or your teacher or your boss or your wife or your son or your daughter gets in the way. And you... Well, maybe you don't. But you want to because God put this in your heart. You have a sanctified will. And who's going who's to resist you? Because you are now about the will of the Father. And somebody gets in your way and you don't respond to them in a Christ-like way. Because your sanctified will isn't surrendered to his will. God's timing matters. Your surrender to his will matters. Our sanctified wills need to be surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And then there's the human will. And this could be the sanctified will. Um, but this is just like uh, the stuff we need as humans. 
I, want, I need air to breathe. I need water to drink. I need food to eat. I need a bed to sleep in. I need clothes to wear. I need a way to get to work. These are human wills, necessities. I need love. I need acceptance. Our human will. Nothing sinful about it. It's just natural. It's what we need as humans. It's what we want as humans. They need to be surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Why? Why shouldn't God just give us everything we want right away? Well, he said, love the Lord. Love the Lord. Love people. And how do you express, how is love known? How is love proven? Love is proven by sacrifice. I prove that I love my wife because I give up my will for hers sometimes. Because I go to great lengths to keep her happy. Not that it's that hard, but I still do. Love is proven by sacrifice. And so if you love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your, all your might and all your mind, then you're going to be willing to skip food sometimes for the love of God. Your human will. You're going to be willing to, to let go of your human will uh, to be appreciated sometimes because you're misunderstood in your process of loving God. You're going to be willing to sacrifice sleep sometimes for the work of the kingdom. You're going to be willing to give up the work you prefer for something else God wants you to do today because you love God. You're going to be willing to make human sacrifices, maybe even give your own life because you love God. Surrendering our human now, with the surrender of the sanctified will and the surrender of the human will, often, most times, God eventually gives us what we want after we've surrendered. Not so with the sinful will. We surrender the sinful will. We'll never have to go into bondage to that again. But with the human will, God often, we surrender it to him. Yeah, well, that's okay. You can keep it. I just want you to surrender it. Or we surrender to him, he takes it, and our will isn't accomplished for years. And then he gives it back. Better than ever. And, and we're so in love and so grateful, and it's for our good and everybody's good. But some of those things probably won't be returned to us until eternity, and it'll be good. It'll be better than ever. Taking up our cross daily and remaining surrendered. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. That's the, that's the thing. You are not your own. You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And I've heard this so much through the years. You know, somebody needs to do something or, or wear certain clothes or cooperate with certain things. Oh, this is not me. This is just, it's not me. And it's all about our identity and, and the importance of finding ourselves and self-expression. No, 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 no. We are now about God expression. It's not about self-expression and finding ourselves. It's about finding God and expressing him. 
So then we will be set free to pray for God's will and to do God's will. Just a reminder, Jesus said all, Jesus prayed this. He said, I want your will to be done, God. And Jesus told us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's how Jesus did. And um, he is our example. And you know, God is our, God the Father is even our example because he temporarily surrenders his will for us humans to allow us to make choices. And we as humans have, don't, don't make choices according to God's will. And he has surrendered his will temporarily out of love for us to allow us to make choices. So God the Father himself is an example to us in this surrendering of the will. And he asks us to pray that his will would be done. We know his will is best. His will is best for all of humanity. And so we need to pray that his will would be done. All right, just quickly, what is God's will? The Lord is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is God's will, that all come to repentance. Now, if you ask, what is God's will? Well, all the commandments are God's will. Anything that, that, that the Bible says we should do, that is God's will. But here are some scriptures that specifically say what is God's will. It is his will that all should be saved. Ephesians 1.5, having predestinated us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. It is God's will that we are adopted into his family. That is his will. 1 Thessalonians 4.3, this is the will of God, your sanctification. It is God's will that we are sanctified, that you should abstain from sexual immorality and other sanctification. That is his will. 1 Thessalonians 5.8, and everything give thanks. It is God's will that we are grateful and always giving thanks for in everything and for everything. Ephesians says, Romans 8.27, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And uh, so we are being interceded. I, I think this is God the Father himself who is our intercessor, who is interceding. So how much more should, should we follow God's will and be an intercessor? Intercessor. And uh, I want to think, too, you know, along this line of interceding, uh, Jesus prayed, and he told us what to pray. Well, what do you think about when you think, what did Jesus pray? What did Jesus pray? Not my will, but okay. I'm thinking of John 17. What's the message of John? What was the... The heart cry of Christ in John 17. Yes, that we may be one with each other, with him, as Jesus is one with the Father. That, that, John, the whole chapter of John 17 has that tone in it. So if Jesus prayed this, we know it's his God's will, and we should be praying the same. And then what did he tell us to pray? He told us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will to be done. Another thing I think of that he told us to pray is he said, the harvest is great, but the labors are few. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest that he would, he would send forth labors. It is God's will that laborers are raised up to, to, to work in his kingdom. 
And if he tells us to pray that, then we know that's what his will is. And we know we should be praying for that and we should be doing that. That is his will. Surrendering our will for his. All right, let's bring this to a close. Freedom is being able to name my will, whether it's through confession or just my human or sanctified will, being able to say it, but then being able to surrender it to the Lordship of Christ. And then doing the Father's will. That's freedom. Jesus is Lord. Say that with me. Jesus is Lord. And it's not just saying that, but it's living it. Have you surrendered your will to God? Or is your elbow still driving you nuts? Can you give up and surrender your will to Jesus? Bowed knees and open hands is a posture that we're talking about. Let's pray.